0: I didn't know what to say I didn't know what to think I just this couldn't be real it couldn't be true I couldn't I can't be a father how did this happen I mean you know, I haven't had the best training ground I mean I've never had to worry about my pullout game and most of the time but not all the time we use condoms so but a voice in the back of my head said this is real and as nervous and frightened as and just unreal as the whole thing seemed to be as incredulous as I tried to make myself out to be I was excited it never occurred to me that I could be a father It certainly didn't occur to me that I'd want to be a father And I asked Samantha I said does James know? And she said yes, he knows. And I said is he Is he okay? And she said surprisingly so. She said now that she's pregnant They've been spending time together like they used to when they first met. She knows, or she says that James knows that he's not the father, but he is there for her like he's never been. He cares for her like he's never cared for her. She said she had never seen this side of him before. And I asked her, I said, well, I think what's smart for everybody involved is let's just do a test so that we can confirm for sure. And she was cool with that. Um, And I said, I'd like to talk to James as well too, just to figure out like where his head is in all of this. And she told me that she made James promise not to say anything to me that she wanted to be the one to tell me because of our history. She thought it'd be, I don't know, maybe easier or better coming from her. I don't know. I don't really know what to think, but all I can think about is, okay, what now? Who am I now? What am I now? Is this Could this really be happening? And then my mind drifts to Amir. What if somehow me and Amir get back together and he doesn't want me because I now have a kid? And then I, as soon as the the thought crosses my mind, I like shake it off because I'm like, Amir is not like that. And Amir would make a great father. We talked about it once. Amir said he wants a bunch of boys. And then my mind wanders to other places, what if they're, what if they're gay or something? And I think about all of the pain and all of the, the extra stuff that comes with it. And if I can confess, I almost hope that they weren't. And then I thought about it and I was like, that's stupid. Nobody gets out clean. Everybody has their issues. Whatever it is, whatever they are, I'm going to try to be as ready as I can be. Samantha gets up to leave and she turns back and she says, you know, we haven't picked out a name yet, but it's a boy. And you'd think it wouldn't matter so much. I mean, just the idea of having a child is such a big deal. But when she said it was a boy, that's when it really hit me. The idea that there's going to be another boy. And I think back, my mind flashes over so many moments, so many uniquely boy moments that I've had growing up. settling specifically on my high school days and with with Tommy. I'm excited. I'm terrified. I feel an enormous sense of dread and I feel an enormous sense of hope. You know, part of the reason why I even started this podcast was because I feel like I feel like if we all told the truth about who we are if everybody told the truth about who we are, we'd realize that (laughs) this little LGBTQ pool that we have is really a whole freaking ocean. I don't know any straight guys. I truly don't think I know any straight men. Everybody is somewhere in the middle. Everybody's swimming in the pool. (laughs) James was my, probably my biggest teacher in how conditional sexuality can be. I don't buy, first of all, I don't buy that anybody chooses to be gay. I think that's the most lazy, ridiculous argument on the planet, figuratively speaking. Um, Nor do I choose that, nor do I believe that people are born gay. I just don't believe it. I've seen people switch, not by choice, but by circumstance. I've seen that shit. And I don't believe. Listen, I guess really what I'm trying to say is this. If in somehow in telling these stories, I can make people more comfortable with their own sexuality and make people maybe a little more okay with telling their own story and maybe make people who are on the outside listening in Realize just how common this thing is. Maybe it's going to be easier for my kid. Maybe it's going to be easier for me. Or the Jameses. Or the Tommies. Or the little Amirs coming up. Or the little Samanthas. The Roxannes. Maybe. When Samantha leaves, I call James. And he's like, was Samantha there? And I was like, yes. He's like, well, what do you think? And I said, I need to see you as soon as possible. And he says, I'm on my way. He was downtown, so it takes him a good, I would say like a good, takes him about 45 minutes to get there. Um, and that's when traffic is decent. Um, but you know, in the city, it gets really backed up. Anyway, he shows up and he comes into my office and he just gives me this look. I can't read it, but it's like a, there's definitely a lot of trepidation there. He's like, how are you responding to all of this? And I just reach out to him and I hold him. I hug him so tight. And he embraces me right back. I mean, who would have thought all these years later, all this time later, I think back to when I first met James, when he first hired me, it was during a hiring interview. And to think everything we've been through from then until now, I never would have imagined our paths would have intertwined like this. And I feel A weird amount of joy. I couldn't imagine. I don't know about that, but I, I, it's like, who else would I have wanted to go through something like this with? I mean, I met some great guys. But for the situation's sake, James and Samantha, who else could I have? gone through something like, could I go through something like this with? I feel a stupid amount of excitement. I feel like I have no idea what I'm in for. I know I have no idea what I'm in for. How are we going to do this? Are they going to want to file for custody? Are they going to want to split custody? Am I going to be paying child support? How is this going to go? We'll figure it out. I know we'll figure it out, but we got to talk it out first. So I sit down with James and I'm like, so James, are you mad? And James laughs. He's like, no, dude, I'm so happy. I'm so happy. When I broke up with my last girlfriend, she was trying to get me to have a baby with her. And I remember thinking just with everything I had gone through in my life, I was like, I never want to have kids. And now my mind has changed. I want a family. I want to do the things for my kids that my parents didn't know how to do for me. And I nod my head because I totally understand what he feels. We're sitting in this office. I'm hoping nobody's walking by because we're both like taking turns, breaking out in tears. I feel closer to James than I've ever felt. I feel like we're brothers or something. Something more than that. It's like we're co-parents. James looks up at me and he says, the wedding's back on. And I said, you're getting married? And he said, yeah. Since everything has happened with like the pregnancy and everything, and just taking care of her and just being with her, there was a lot of things that we didn't discuss, a lot of betrayal, a lot of hurt. And in all of that, I finally found out who she was. And she found out who I am. And she's an amazing person. And I'm not so bad either. I was always afraid of having kids, he's telling me. I was always afraid of having kids. I thought that I would break them. That I would destroy them in some sort of way. And now, I want a shot. And James tells me that he got his vasectomy reversed and he wants, he said, him and Sam have talked it out and they want a whole gang of kids, he says. And I think that's fantastic. I've always believed that James would be a great father. He's always been a nurturer to me. So, I mean, like, I give him highest, highest recommendations. And I just, I don't know. I haven't, it's like, so anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. He tells me that him and Samantha's relationship was all fake before. They didn't even realize how fake it was. It was all about the functionality of their marriage and what that marriage was going to represent to their friends, their family, the world, how they presented themselves. They didn't know who they were as individuals. And they found that once they started to find themselves that they were actually best friends and they re-fell in love I wasn't expecting the next part he says we were wondering if you'd want to move in with us and I said move in with you like what what do you mean and he said well maybe we could all do this whole parenting thing together. And I said, you and Sam talked about this? And he said, yeah. She loves the idea. And it's taken a second to settle in on me. And I said, you mean like a, we all fuck and live together? And he said, he, he laughed like I was an idiot. And he said, yeah, that's exactly what we mean. We like you, too. And I said, I don't know, James. You know, you know a little bit about what I'm going through and who I'm with. I, even though I'm not with him anymore, um, I'm still in love and I still have hope. And I don't think I could do that right now what are you doing tonight? And I'm thinking about it. He says, you're coming over at seven. And I started to take a breath to say something else. He said, I don't want to hear it. Be at my place, seven o'clock. And he turns around and he walks out. This bossy ass hoe. Who's he talking about? Who's he telling to come over? Who, Who does this guy think he's, does he not know that I own his ass? I own that ass. The next thing you know, I was pulled up in front of his house. I don't know what it is about loneliness or just being unsatisfied or unhappy or, you know, whatever it is, not completely content or fulfilled that makes you kind of long for the way things used to be. When I got to James' house that night and I rang the doorbell, he answered right away, just like he always did. And it made me feel unusually happy. I love the feeling of James wanting me. I loved that. I craved that feeling. It really is. It really is a fun feeling. And I go in there and it was not what I expected. I go in. I can smell that he's making something or there's food. I can smell there's food. Um, and I go in. And Sam is there. I'm like, what is going on here? I'm down. I mean, it's like we haven't, you know, more than once, all three of us. Um, And also too, I don't know if I mentioned this before, you know, me and James were hooking up and then it was the three of us, me and Sam hooked up too. She would call me sometimes and just be like, come over. And I would. And James was cool with it. You know, we talked about it. And he was fine with it. Um, but anyway, so I get there, and Sam is making dinner, and I'm just like a little nervous. The dynamic is weird. The dynamic of the three of us together domestically, apart from the sex, is weird to me. Just I, okay. So I really think the reason why it's it's kind of weird and off-putting is because there's something about it that feels good I like the three of us together I like them together but when we're all three together I don't know something about it just makes sense and we have dinner and we're talking um of course we're talking about the baby um and I ask have you picked out a name yet and they just kind of look at each other and they say, no, we didn't want to do that without you. And I say, oh. And James says, look. We know that you're uncomfortable with the idea of us being all together in a relationship, but whether or not we're together in a relationship, this baby's tying us all together. If you don't want to do this relationship wise, we just want it to be whatever is going to be best for the child, whatever is going to be the most non-contentious. So anyway, I say all that to say what we ended up settling on was that we weren't going to overly structure it. And that might not be the best thing. It might not be the smartest thing, but we'll see how it goes. But we are going to be three-way parents. They're not trying to keep me in any sort of way from my child. Which is just so weird to even say right now. Um, Yeah, and we'll see how that works. I I had a lot of questions. I was like, what about if you guys move or if I move or if, what do we do then? And essentially what we came to is we'll cross that bridge when we get there. I know that was hard for James because James is a planner. James is a make a contingency plan for everything that might possibly happen type of guy. But to see him like this and to see him like accepting of this was very. He's grown. He's grown a lot. And I'm proud of him. But anyway, after dinner, James and I are doing the dishes. And Sam is watching TV. By the way, I just think it's so, I don't understand how, like, they're, okay, so they're very conservative. They both came from very conservative backgrounds. And they still, I was surprised that they still both carry very conservative beliefs to the point where they still get their news from mm, a certain news network that I don't need to name on this podcast, but there's an animal in the title. You can figure it out. Um, And I'm just like, y'all really watch this stuff. And you guys are sitting around here talking about about us being in in a relationship that, falls on the lgbtq spectrum while you're watching i don't know i don't understand how that works like how do you live this life and still live the other life i don't know um and i don't want to judge i guess everything in due time they are. they have made an unusual amount of change in a very short amount of time so let me not be judgmental um but anyway me and james are doing the dishes and um sam is watching tv we're joking around and out of nowhere james just leans over and he gives me a kiss on the cheek and at first i was kind of like i still look over my shoulder like are we allowed to be doing this like is this okay and then he gets behind me and he starts kissing my neck like oh fuck man like he has like i told you he's letting his facial hair grow out and it's like tickling and, but in the good kind of tickle that's actually kind of like orgasmic. It was insane. He just, even in the bedroom, like his personality has started to shift. Before he would never come behind me and do that. Before, unless I made it very clear that I was wanting it, he wouldn't even necessarily initiate it. And he's kissing me. And I was like, James, is this okay? And James was like, yeah, we wanted to invite you into our relationship. Yeah, it's okay. And like, we're going at it. Where I say we're going at it, he's going at me. And he's holding me from the back and just like grinding his like, his dick against my back. Um, I mean, you know, against my backside. He's grinding against me. And he's kissing all over me. And the dishes are going to have to wait. I turn around and I pick him up as we're locked. And I have him on his island counter. And James starts to take my shirt off. And that's when Sam looks over. And I see her look. And I don't know what she's going to say or what she's going to do. Her expression is actually kind of unreadable. And then I see her mute the TV and lean back in the couch. Like angle her body so that she can see us. And we're going at it. And I'm just kind of like glancing at her like, hey, is this okay? And we're going at it. I start undressing James. And pretty soon we're naked. Sam always wears dresses like she's a dress girl which I think is kind of cool. Um and I see her like hiking up her dress and I notice like she's pleasuring herself. And right there like talk about kind of bizarre. I mean I shouldn't put I shouldn't put that label on it but I mean you know what I mean. It's just it's 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 new to me. Um like she is like getting off watching us get it on. I know that James wants me to bottom. He still has like a, a thing, even though he's done it. And even though we've done it before, he doesn't like, I can, we haven't discussed it, but I can tell he has a complex anyway about bottoming in front of his, his girl, his fiance. Um, And I respect that. So when he's like, coming on to me and making the moves even though, you know, I am having to I'm having to like be very in control of like how I handle him um because naturally I just want to like I just want to fuck um but I let him lead and I let him take control and I ride him right there in the kitchen while Sam plays with herself it was new, it was fun, and it was, it was deep, it meant more to me, James Now, oh God, James Now means more to me than ever before, in ways, like I said, we're like, soon to be co-parents, we are co-parents, And now we are intertwined in ways I never thought possible. So the sex now feels bigger than before. I let him come inside me. And when he was finished, I finished myself off in his mouth. And when I came, he walked over to Samantha and kissed her. I then walked over to her and kissed her too. This was not what I expected. So, (laughs) um, a few days go by and me and James have been spending an obscene amount of time together, like not even doing like not sexual stuff, but that too. But not just sexual stuff, not just work stuff. Like we do stuff together. Well, I'll call call it domestic stuff. Like we've gone shopping together. We just hang out. I mean, I don't know how to classify it yet, but I know that I'm enjoying it. And I get a text from James one day when I'm at work. And it says, hey, can you talk? And I was like, yeah, sure. Call me. I text him back. Yeah, sure. Call me. My phone rings and I answer it. And in like a very like subtle, or not subtle, what would you call it? Like a silky voice. I'm like, hey, sexy. And the voice on the other line says, all these years, (laughs) all these years, and you still think of me as sexy. And I tell you, my stomach almost fell out of my ass. My brain froze up. I felt like ice and fire being poured through my veins at the same time. Tommy?